the moment that we start to record and it's like, guess what? <laughs> I'm on fire. I'm on fire. <laughs> I'm overheating. <laughs> Tell me about it. <laughs> My computer is a fucking professional. I'll tell you that yeah. right now. Yeah, it knows yeah. exactly when. <laughs> <laughs> it knows that today is Thursday, June 10th, 2020. And this is the producer's happy hour. And today is all about art department, Christian. It is. In Lawrence, it's 2021. <laughs> Did I do it again? <laughs> it's okay. We're, I think you know I'm, what? We're I think only I'm halfway per- into the year. <laughs> I'm, I think I'm perpetually stuck in 2020. I don't know if I can ever mentally get out of it. No, I can. I can. I can. No, we were. Okay. As of July 1st, we will. <laughs> yes. Yes. <laughs> promise. <laughs> we're two producers on opposite coasts. Lawrence Lewis is in LA and I'm Sister Christian in New York City. And we're chatting over drinks about what it, it means to be a good producer. Understanding these days, it's more important than ever. Oh, yes, it is. And we want to hear from you. Whether you're a producer or a PA or a crew member of some sort, you know, we want to hear from you. So join the conversation at producershappyhourgroup.com or email us at producershappyhour at gmail.com. Send us, send us your questions, your comments, your ideas for the show. If you want to be on the show, let us know anything you want. And more importantly, and most importantly, and equally as important, please rate <laughs> and review us on Apple Podcasts. Because of, you know, that thing that we know about algorithms and shit, we, it helps people like you find us. And yes. then we can help everybody out there. Exactly. And uh, if you have questions for us, please join us for Office Hours. Again, the show's not just for producers. Yeah, the show's Mm -mm. not just for producers. It's for everybody on the crew. And uh, even though our schedules are insanely busy right now, Christian, (laughs) I actually do have somebody who wants Office Hours. But I just have not been able to send the time. But I promise it's going to happen. We believe in mentorship on the show and and sharing information in this business. So if you're new to the industry or you're stuck somewhere in your career or you just want to chat and you want some advice, hit us up. Same email, producershappyhour at gmail.com. Just let us know you'd like to have office hours with us. Yes. And I'm I'm very excited. If somebody wants to, I'm very excited. We should talk about this afterwards and make a time. Yes, indeed. All right, Christian, what are you drinking? It's happy hour. Oh. (laughs) (laughs) Tell me about it. Today, I decided that I have been working so, so hard that I got a bottle of good champagne and I'm (gasps) drinking it down. You know how I feel about good champagne. Like every time I'm in LA, everyone, and I'm at an Airbnb, and if Lawrence happens to come over, there's a great (laughs) bottle of champagne. Some kind of lovely champagne. Yes, that's very true. Well, yes, it's because, you know, like, why, why would you do that to your body? Like yeah. you, you deserve, yeah. you know, like if you're putting trash in your body, then you can feel like trash. So. Your body is a temple. Your body yes. is a wonderland. Yes. So think about that whenever you, when it's choice alcohol or choice drugs, it, except for, let's say Coors Light, that is always good. <laughs> what are you drinking <laughs> today? Lawrence? I don't know about that because I'm not drinking a Coors Light. I'm drinking an IPA. Yes. A, a, a lesion space dust is what it's called. Oh, one of my favorites. And I'm just too, it's just been too much of a day to make a fancy cocktail. But stay tuned for all the exciting fancy cocktail recipes we'll be bringing you on the show at some point in the future. Maybe Stay tuned. You got to listen for <laughs> next week or the next. Or the next. Who knows when it'll drop. 
All right, Christian, it's been another week. We were late last week. We were late a week and a half with last week's show because we've been so crazy busy. And But here we are today. Mm-hmm. How are you? Mm-hmm. What are you doing? What's going on in your world? It's been, you know, I have to say, shout out to Josh Jupiter, who mm. posted this long post on Copros. Hi, Josh, who has been Hi, a guest Josh. on the show. And he's a friend of um, Lawrence's and mine. And we he nailed exactly what, you know, we've been talking about, too, and how everything is frantic right now and just feels it just the energy is Mm. quite frantic and then now i'm getting from production companies who are asking me to look at their budgets or to budget things is do we have to really test do we have well what if we're in this state are we testing and i'm like you know as much as i'd love to be the authority and expert on testing we should still follow the state guidelines you know there's still a lot of research involved on whether you can drop testing or covid protocols entirely or not so i just you know either refer them to a cco to talk to or reach out to their permit office or i just to be honest, I, I'm not up on every single state or what the local practices no, are no. or anything it's, like that. And it's exhausting yet again. It's exhausting. So I'd like to address for just a moment that I personally have felt in the the last eight weeks of talking and even doing the podcast that every time I'm speaking, I feel like the my exhaustion is part of the show. It's like a third fucking person know, over here right? like, talking. And I want to apologize right now to everybody because if I'm tired of hearing myself <laughs> be exhausted <laughs> and talk about this, I can imagine that the audience is too. And it's just, I think we're in this for a little bit longer and how and figuring out how to navigate this right now has been mm-hmm. really tough for me. How are you doing? <laughs> <laughs> There you well, go. What do you do with that? There you go. Yeah. Wow. I don't know how yeah. to compete. How to? How to? We don't no. compete. I don't know how to respond. Well, except for last week when I won the union non-union. No, oh, I don't won. think you. I don't know if you won, man. We have to review the tapes. Okay, review bye. the tapes. Rewind them. I. Yeah. You know, we do complain a lot on the show, but I think that is a big part of this industry, right? Like, well, I mean, I, I hate the word complain. I feel like what we're doing true. is is we're. I'm feeling like I'm starting to tinge on negative and exhaustion mm, in a way mm. that is. I don't want to complain because I do think that we do choose to do this for a living, but I yes. also do think that it is exponentially harder than we thought it would be coming out. Yeah. Very good. Very well said. Much more astute than than what I was saying. But we do have the tendency in this industry to relieve our stress and our frustrations with various jobs amongst each other. It's a hard thing to talk to your spouse or friend or significant other that's not in the business. And and they just don't understand what it means when, you know, the product arrived late or, you know, they just don't understand. So, you know, we do vent and we do uh, relieve those kind of frustrations here on the show. But again, you're correct. We don't want it to sound negative. You know, obviously you had an emotional moment on last week's episode, but I think it's great. Oh, you that remember? You're... Oh, I remember. <laughs> I think it's great that you feel safe enough to share those those emotions because oh, yeah. we spent a lot of time over the past year talking about how important it is to pay attention to our mental health by being able to cry on the show or, you know, confide something about how you're struggling. I think that's that, that's really important and it, it sets a great precedent for us, for me, at the very least, maybe some listeners out there that know it is okay to sometimes you just got to let it all out because this industry will has a tendency of, of being all consuming and taking over your life. So this is a softness, Christian. 
It is. And what what do we call it? The the shit championship? Like, mm, who gets to race to the, yeah, the yeah, top yeah. of the shit pile of like, exactly. you know, the worst thing ever? Like, why are we competing for the worst yeah. experience it's that so, we do when we're bizarre. It's bizarre. People? I know. And so I'm very aware of, of myself right now and how it's struggling. And, I, and maybe struggling is a little... F- well, struggling to find the positive, the way that I can turn the the conversation that I'm having, because a lot of EPs are, you know, negative right now about the prospects of client, Mm -hmm. you know, jobs and discussions they're having. So I think that they do look to us to be positive or figure out a way to do it. (laughs) (laughs) And yes, I try to find the positive in when I can or but Mm I also try to be realistic, because I don't I think it does us all a a disservice. If we don't tell (laughs) the people that we're bidding for or working for that they can't do the job for the money. Or that you yeah. personally can't. Maybe they need to find somebody else. Yeah, which I've had to do several times this year. Yeah, some did not go so well. But I can only I, imagine because you're amazing, and so to like the disappointment alone, and like yeah, in oh, telling somebody you can't do something. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I can, I can just, I can no longer take on a job that I just don't see me executing the way that the expectations are. And um, yeah, I, I'd rather be honest and be upfront and say, this is, I'm not the right producer for this job. Thank you for the offer, but uh, it doesn't always go for well. Before we move on, I want to say one thing in terms of how I am. I'm good. I'm fine. I'm busy. It's nutty. Mm-hmm. There's a lot going on. And, but blessed to be working, blessed to be healthy, blessed, you know, to be amongst friends again and see people and hug people and that is giving me so much life. And that's great. And carving out more free time, more personal time is a goal of mine this year, not overworking myself, even though I kind of am overworking myself right now. But come August, <laughs> I'm going to take a little pause and uh, a reminder for oh, really. Yeah. Okay. Well, August is my birthday month. So I'm, yeah. I think I'm just going to take the whole month. Maybe Holy we'll see. Shit balls. I'm excited for you. Yeah. Maybe but I'll one, one, August. Yeah. <laughs> you might have to come to LA. I might have a bit of a party. So we talk. <laughs> but one reminder for everybody is check your passport, guys. It's like it's like six six months to get a passport renewed. I'm doing it right now. Pay the expedite fee. It's still four to six weeks with the expedite fee. You know, we've all just been sitting around, not going anywhere. And uh, you know, those travel jobs are gonna start popping up. So check your passport because it's a long time to get it turned around. That's all I wanted to say. Nice. (laughs) (laughs) This is it. It's time for Art Department Conversations. Now, (laughs) there's a couple things that I want to talk about because I think Art Department for a lot of people is a big mystery, right? They operate kind of by themselves. They're self-sustaining. And Mm -hmm. a, a lot of producers and production teams don't really know the intricacies involved in all of it. I'm not saying I'm an expert, but I have some understanding uh, as to how the structure works. Well, you do know too, Lawrence, that I, for a few years, decided that I would try production designing and art directing in New York too. So I have a lot of interesting takes on that department as well. Good. Okay, so let's break this down. There's always a lot of talk about production designer versus art director Mm -hmm. and what that means. And really, I... 
you know, art director, from my experience, I started in feature films. It comes from the feature film world where your art director is your, your second to your production designer. And they do a little more of the nitty gritty execution more than the production designer does. That's my understanding of those two roles. In commercials, sometimes you have an art director, sometimes you have a production designer. They're basically the lead. If, if that's the only one at the top, that's just the lead of the department. I think a lot of people put art director as the title on a budget when the art department's really small. Yes. Right. <laughs> or, yeah, like when, you, when, you, when you're like, I just need a really strong uh, prop master who can shop. Mm-hmm. Is what I've heard before, and you're just like, okay. So we're telling. It's like say, it's like calling a a production manager a producer when they for a junior producer. Yeah, you know, yeah, like, yeah. Yeah, exactly. when they're when they're bumping up or something. Or I've I've heard art director on non-union and production designer on unions. I've also yeah. heard production. Yeah, and along the same lines, production designers usually make over twelve hundred. Where <laughs> art directors can make anywhere from eight hundred to twelve hundred. So it's really exactly a, you know yeah yeah. I think it's a mindset. Mm-hmm. It is, and in in the in the non-union world, you can be you're a lot more flexible with those titles. And like you said, getting a you know prop master to do a little decorating, obviously in a union job, you'd have to break that up. But speaking of that, there, then there's also the coordinator, right? <laughs> Who is like, yes. if you do have a production design on a feature <laughs> film, you'd have a production designer, an art director, and a coordinator. So it's just or kind an of, assistant it, art director, I think, is or what an assistant art coordinators yep. are getting called these days. Yeah. Mm, interesting. Do you think that's a, that's to avoid a union thing? I think it's to. I think the unions have claimed um, assistant art director, or I think that you get yeah. a different. Yeah, I think that a production of art coordinator isn't always covered, mm. where an assistant art director is. So I think mm. it just depends on you know whatever contract you're working under. That makes sense. Set decorator on a union job. If there are, if there is set dressing. You have to have a set decorator, and they're the ones that go mm-hmm. out and decorate the Shop. set. They find everything mm-hmm. that goes, yeah. And but they also have shoppers as well, right? Some jobs are so big that you have a set decorator, and then you need a team of shoppers because it's just not doable for one person. Well, I, this is where the New York and LA get very confusing oh, between interesting, produ- yeah, production between productions. Believe me, when yeah. I started working out in LA, I was like, what the fuck? And why are there so many? People? What the hell is a lead man? And so in <laughs> yeah. New York, on commercials, art PAs drive trucks. And so do like, you know, PAs drive the camera truck and all of that kind of stuff in New York Mm. and pickups or whatever. And so the set decks, Local 52 requires that if you have any shopping to be done, the art director or production designer cannot shop. You have Mm. to have a Local 52 set deck on to shop. Interesting. Yeah. And the prop master could pick up a couple of things, but they're not allowed to shop either. And they also don't do pickups. <laughs> it's hmm. very interesting. Wow. But <laughs> the prop, um, the prop department has to do protection. Oh, like, 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 like layout board and, and yes. yeah, yeah, no, that, I know that, I know that that came from they, they, that they also, <laughs> yeah, that was also a thing in feature films. The, mm. There was here, it's local lady mm-hmm. on feature films. It was, it was the grip department that did oh. protection, set protection. Very interesting. And I can say that, you know, like anytime I see a co-pros posting or, you know, a wear spot posting of like, anyone know of a good layout board company in New York? I just giggle to myself because there's no such thing. There's just not. Uh-huh. Like, and you it, just that, that's not it. a, it's, yeah, exactly. I only giggle not because of, you know, the question. It's just more about my experience with hearing props complain about it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, um, nope, but I, I know the crews wish there was. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I think set decorators and shoppers 
you know, LA's so spread out and mm-hmm. you have to cover so much ground. Right. I think that's why we have a set decorator and all these shoppers because, you know, and budgets now, what, you get like two days, three days. <laughs> so it's like, yeah. To shop for four rooms in a house, it's nutty. I know. Yeah, yeah. Lead man. Do you, so do you have, do you, uh, in on union jobs in New York, were, do you, were there lead men? Or is that no, not? I don't even know. I didn't even know what that was until I started working in LA. Ah, interesting. So yeah, no. your lead man is kind of in charge of all your set dressers and, and swing gang and, you know, knows when we need trucking and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. That's interesting. your artboard here, by the way. Really? Yeah. Uh, yeah. New York it's a, meets it, LA. Commercials. But, you know, like it, it feels like commercials sometimes are an afterthought when it comes to. Yeah, yeah, for together. sure. For sure. Yeah. And then, of course, your swing gang, your swing gang, the swing gang came from feature films where, you know, you're swinging between the various sets and the art prop houses. Right. right. So you're swinging mm-hmm. back and forth, usually mm-hmm. leaping ahead because, you know, on features, you're, you're swinging forward doing tomorrow's set while the main crew is on right. today's set. Yeah. Then you got your props department. Right. Which is perpetual movers is what I call them. Like they're yes. pack- <laughs> yeah. It's like they're moving your house yeah. every day. <laughs> every day, packing it up, setting it up, packing it back and putting it down. Then you have your prop team, which is kind of, a, it operates as a different department, even though it's the same, it's still all local 44. But in terms of staffing, if you didn't have any set dressing, which is almost no job ever, but sometimes it might be a tabletop job. It's just a prop person and their, and their team handling product, you know. Mm-hmm. kind of do that but they're they're a little bit of their own department as well so yeah that's that's the structure now let's really talk about our department yes because i would like to dive a little bit deeper and and talk about the culture and the differences between production and art department mm-hmm. in my opinion i think that when you know when when companies do not quite understand art department and they choose to bid them without i I think the best way to go is to have your production designer on and have them budget the job. Like they know how much things are going to cost and what they need. Then if it's too much, obviously you can work with them on trying to find a way to cut something or change creative or, you know, whatever it is, but but that's the way to go. What I've seen over the years is a number slapped in and then a lump sum given to the production designer and say, you have $50,000 to do this, make it work. And I think that that's relegating a creative team into a box of, you know, a stressful box of make it happen, right? Yeah. In addition to that, I know that for a very long time for culture wise, we producers, and I know I I remember seeing this a lot when I was a production manager, would lie to art department, tell them they only had so much because art was always over. And it was like, well, Mm. they're always over because they don't have the right amount of money to do the job. And so you're protecting for them to be over in a sense, because you've not given them the amount of money that they need to do it. And that would be avoided if everybody was honest and upfront from the beginning. And then they created this culture of production versus art. And Mm -hmm. then you've got this, well, I don't know what they're doing over there. You know, like it just becomes a thing or like, why do they need so many? Then it's just, (laughs) and so I tried very hard from a very early time to be like, oh, we have 11 PAs on in production. They have two. And they need help. So offer to the art coordinator, like, hey, we can do some of your pickups if you need. It Mm -hmm. shocks them, believe me. And they may not trust you in the beginning because they've been burned before. But Mm -hmm. I think it's very important to know that everyone's a team. And why wouldn't you want every department to succeed? Yeah. 
It always felt like to me that a lot of producers set art department up to fail. And you mentioned, you know, when producers would hold back money from the art department, that turned on itself because then a lot then there was a culture of production designers saying, hey, all producers are holding money back. They don't give you the whole budget. So there's more money to spend and they operate. And they would just go over. And then and they, they would just, just go, go over. yes, there's a whole branch of people out there right now who are like, oh, production's lying. Even though they say they don't have any more, yeah, they have yeah, more. Yeah, totally. And these days, <sighs> there isn't any. Like, <laughs> I will, I, I mean, even showing somebody, like, even like sitting them down in front of your hot budget and showing them the, if, like, if look, this is the entire enough, budget. Yeah, they don't believe yeah. you. And so it's, it's perpetuating itself at this point. And I also can say that when when I tried my hand at production design, because I thought, you know, like, whatever, the way if somebody didn't know me when I walked on this set, the way that I was treated was really poorly. Like I had, wow. especially by production, I had never I was just like, wow. Or like on a tech scout, the grip would look at me and be like, oh, a, a lady production designer. That means I have to do all your work. I know. And wow. I walk into the tech scout with like a little list for electric and a little list for grip saying, hi, I need these practical bulbs that there's no problem. And I need this. And they would all be like, oh, shit, you know, oh, this is great. And you're like, well, yeah, I don't want to spring it on you on the shoot day. <laughs> like, I, but I mean, I tried. But in the end, I mean, the culture has just been set. And I feel like I've been on a mission for so long to change it that I think we can if we decide that art department are people. Mm-hmm. And we can begin to change and have discussions and understand and like we don't have to do the back. I mean, it's so much less work than to do the back and forth. And then listen, like I know that I, in a couple of times in my career, I've been given a working budget from the production company uh-huh. oh, and yeah. that working budget. Yeah. And it's made me feel like an asshole because you didn't trust me. You and didn't I, trust you me. Know, exactly. exactly. And I'm going to protect your money. So why are we doing, if I feel like that, then why yeah. am I making every art department out there feel like that every time? Exactly. I exactly. I'm not. Yes. Yeah. So yeah. that's my there, two cents. <laughs> there was, there was also, there was also a moment when art coordinators, I, I don't know what happened, but you know, art coordinators started making more money than production coordinators and production, well, coordinators production were, managers too. And getting more money than production managers and people yeah. were getting pissed simply because the word coordinator was in their title. Production managers felt like, well, they should be making less than me. And uh, the amount of work that they do and the, the things that they pull off, you know, you think about you walk into the set that was just someone's home and in two hours, it's been transformed into some other kind of living room. And then at the end of the day, it's all gone. Like it's it's flipping magic what art departments can pull off with less people than our entire crew and just one kind of office coordinator manager type person. So but that's what they are. They're everything. I, yeah. They, they're, a, they're a producer, they're a PM, yep. they're yep. a coordinator yep. and they're a PA yep. and, and, and you give them one day to wrap all that shit up. Yeah. And then you complain oh, about the time cards not being right or the POs not being right. It's like, what it, I mean, <laughs> again, if you haven't given this person enough time to do every single thing, and do it perfectly, then how can you complain that it's not done right? (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) 
But you're man, you're yeah, you're, yeah. you're you're your comment about being handed as a producer a, a, a working budget that's not the real budget is so insulting. And turning that around, why are we doing that to our department? You're you're spot on. You won this one. I'm not going to give you last week, but I'm going to see. Well, I think that if we all had the grace and the strength and the 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 confidence to understand or put ourselves in other people's shoes and know what we don't how we don't like to be treated. Why would you treat somebody like that? That's all. Exactly. Thank you. I've won, everyone. Please mark this in your calendars. (laughs) Producers Happy Hour was created with the help of Christopher Daniels, who is a treatment designer, and he created our logo and branding. And Kyle Puccia, who is a music composer for film, TV, and commercials, he created the show music you're listening to right now. And Eric Beals has edited this episode and made us sound so much smarter than we are. Oh, yes, he did. Thanks for listening, everybody. We're back next week. And keep being safe out there. Yeah. Send us your voice recordings or your emails, producershappyhour at gmail.com. Lawrence, how do people reach you directly? Two ways, voiceoflawrence.com for my lovely voiceover work or lawrencetlewis.com for producing. Christian, how about you? SisterChristianProduces.com. <laughs> Bye, y'all. See you.